May. And when you think May, it's Indy 500. Hey, I'm CW. Thank you so much for checking out our very special podcast featuring IMS President Doug Bowles. Doug, I understand that you've got some ties to Johnson County. Yeah, absolutely. So my uh, my grandparents um, lived in Johnson County, so I spent all my summers, Christmas days, um, growing up in Johnson County, uh, working on the farm. We still have the farm in the family. Actually, it's been in the family since the early 1800s. So we have our, our roots are in Johnson County. Spent my summers at the Johnson County Fair. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely a, a second home for me. I, I grew up in Hendricks County, but like I said, spent so much time um, in Johnson County down at the farm. And we, uh, like we said, still have it and get down there, get down there quite a bit. So uh, I feel like it's, I feel like talking to you guys is just being at home. All right, Doug, let's talk about the Indianapolis 500, the race itself. What is going to be different about this year's race compared to last year? Well, the the difference compared to last year is we at least get to have some fans. So it's not it's not what we you know would want in a normal year like 2019 and every year before. But it's certainly better than last year when we weren't able to have any fans. So we're going to have 135,000 folks in the grandstands here on race day, and we're looking forward to that. And hopefully, what this is is just a springboard for other events throughout the summer to get more and more uh, close to normal. And then by the time we get to 2022, we can have an Indy 500 in the way that, that folks uh, expect to have it. But we've had to make some concessions and some changes to make sure that we're doing it in a safe and, and uh, proper way. And that some things that the city of Indianapolis asked us to do that we uh, are happy to comply with so that we can, we can have those 135,000 fans. Doug, are you at liberty to talk about that 40% capacity number how it came about and who decided on that 40 percent well it was it was really a conversation that we had with uh with the city of indianapolis obviously when the mayor or when the governor said of several weeks ago that he was not going to uh, have any additional mandates from the state level and, and leave it to the local governments to decide what to do in their communities uh, it really pushed us to our communication uh, really having to be with uh, the mayor of indianapolis and the marion county uh, health department, and then just working with them to come up with something that we were comfortable worked for us, but that also that the mayor and the Marion County Health Department were comfortable worked for them as they also try and transition back to uh, back to being normal. And 40% uh, was uh, something we agreed to even before um, the city had moved from their 25% capacity level. So, um, and now they're at 50, but by the time we've really gotten to the point where we've had to reseat people and understand who wants to come and who doesn't based on protocols. I think the number is the right number for this year's Indianapolis 500. Doug, will any of the special days take place like carb day, for example, will, will any of those take place this year? Yeah. So all of our practice to any on track activity that you would expect in a normal year is going to happen, including carb day. What won't happen with carb day is we won't have the concerts that are, that are always part of carb day. So we won't have the, we won't have any concerts at all this year, whether it's carb day, legends day, or, or the snake pit on race day. And then we're not going to have um, the pit stop competition. It's just really going to be about the, the final practice for, for those folks who are competing in the Indianapolis 500. So it is, it is carb day will happen. It's just not going to be the carb day that uh, I think we've all grown used to, which is that big celebration that summer and the Indy 500 are just around the corner. And, and many people that come to carb day come just to carb day. That's their race day. So uh, next year, I think we'll get back to uh, a normal carb day as well, but, it, but on track and open to public for sure. Just no music this year. Any special protocols, Doug, for the drivers and their crews this year? So the drivers and crews uh, really started last year with uh, protocols related to who gets in the garage and who's in pit lane and IndyCar has continued that into this year. And in fact, 
uh, for the teams and uh, the drivers, if they're going to be in the garage area or in pit lane, um, they, are, they either need to be vaccinated or there's a small window for for drivers and crew members to actually get tested on a daily basis. So they really are trying to make sure that the crew members uh, and those folks that are interacting inside of the garages stay healthy because none of the teams want to have a, a COVID outbreak, which would keep them from running the uh, running the Indy 500. So they're really focused on on keeping everybody uh, safe and healthy and understand, you know, what the risks might be uh, either through being vaccinated or that, or testing so that we can take care of, take care of those folks, which then meant if somebody on our side had a credential, we call them the silver and bronze badges that allow you in pit lane or garage area. Uh, we're, we're requiring those folks to be vaccinated to make sure that we're keeping the teams safe. Um, and then uh, next year, hopefully we'll get back to where uh, we don't have to do that in the garage and pit areas are open for anybody. For the fans, Doug, what can they expect when they arrive at IMS, and how early should they arrive on race day? Well, I always tell people to come early, right? Uh, get here early so you don't have to worry about um, sitting in line. Obviously, we're going to be 135,000 instead of 300,000, so the numbers are going to be down. So theoretically, um, getting in should not be as difficult as it is in, in a normal year, but we're really asking people to come early. The longer you wait, the closer to the green flag, the harder it is to get in. Uh, just because people procrastinate and they and they wait and that's and that that makes it a little bit busier. But when they get here, they expect a lot of the things that you, if you've been to an event uh, in the last year, um, we'll be doing temperature checks um, on the outside of the facility as people come in. We're going to ask people to uh, do the best that they can when they're standing in lines to space. And and uh, one of the things that we talk to the city about that that is important is they want everybody to uh, wear their masks. Uh, while they're here at the Speedway, even though you're outside. Um, so that's one of the things we just have to educate our folks on. If you're eating and drinking, that's one thing. But uh, otherwise, they want you to, to wear masks uh, the entire time you're here in the facility. And then we will have people spaced uh, in their customer groups side to side, not top to bottom. So you could have somebody immediately in front or behind you, but uh, on, on either side of your customer group, there should be some some spacing to help, uh, you know, to help uh, give people a little bit of room to uh, not feel like they've got somebody exactly right next to them that they don't know. Doug, will the race be televised this year? So right now the race will be televised in the same way that it always is in this market, which is delayed. Um, I, you know, that's something that we'll continue to look at over the course of the next few weeks. In 2016, uh, we um, lifted the delay because the facility sold out. Last year, we, we lifted the delay because nobody was uh, was allowed. My guess is if we get to a, a capacity um, number, uh, that, that we'll uh, look at that uh, opportunity again. But we haven't made a decision right now. So right now, it, it would still be uh, it would still be delayed. So, Doug, how are things looking for the upcoming Brickyard 400, and are there any changes for this year's race? Well, big change for the Brickyard this year. It'll be in August, and it'll be on the road course, not on the oval. So it's going to be an interesting one, I think. And the weekend will have th feature three races on the road course. So it'll feature an Xfinity, which is the, the step below the NASCAR Cup cars on Saturday, race on the road course, and an IndyCar race on the road course. And then on Sunday, uh, a Cup race on the road course as well. So I think it'll be a lot of fun to get – uh, IndyCar and NASCAR running on the same weekend when we can have fans. We did it last year, but couldn't have fans. So I think it's going to be a good opportunity for an IndyCar fan uh, to take another chance at looking at what a NASCAR race is like and for a NASCAR fan to really understand uh, what an IndyCar race is like on a road course. So I think it's going to be an exciting weekend, a lot of great racing, and and uh, we're really looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a change, but I think it uh, long-term should be a good one. Doug, let's talk tickets now. If fans want to go to this year's race, how do they go about and get a ticket? 
So where we are with ticketing is we reached out to our customers who had already purchased and asked those customers whether or not they wanted to come or whether they'd like to take a credit for 2022. So right now we're going through that process and getting the venue reseated. If a customer doesn't have tickets and would like to come, they can go to our website or call the ticket office and and do what we call an application, which is to say, hey, if seats are available, uh, I would love to come to the Indianapolis 500. And we've had about – We've had over 5,000 requests in the last week for for um, applications. Um, my guess is uh, that we will have some tickets available by the time we figure out who wants to come and who doesn't, but um, that's not confirmed yet. I think we'll know more uh, in the next week to 10 days. So if somebody's interested, they probably need to touch, touch base with the ticket office as soon as possible so that they can at least get that application in. And then the way we'll work through it, uh, is by the order that uh, by the way we the timing that we received that request if 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 in fact we have um, seats available to add people into should fans who of the brickyard should they go through that same procedure well fans of the brickyard right now we're hoping that the brickyard since it's in August that we don't have any restrictions so you can go through and you can purchase your ticket and know where you're going to sit uh, online or through the ticket department right now so there really no there's no application. A process right now for the for Brickyard weekend, uh, as we're just really hopeful by the time we get to August, we're uh, we're not having to deal with a lot of the protocols that that um, end of May will require. Doug Bowles, IMS president, thank you so much for visiting with us today and giving us an update on what's going on with the Indianapolis 500. Well, thanks for having me. Always appreciate a chance to talk to you guys, and thanks for all you guys do for for your listeners and uh, for everybody on the southern side of Indianapolis. It's a uh, it's good to know you guys are um, out there and, and supporting the community. It's a, it's a pleasure to spend time with you. That's Doug Bowles, the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I'm CW. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here on corncountry.com.